It is Tuesday, the 29th of March, 2022. Will Smith should have been thrown out of the Oscar Awards ceremony the moment he laid his hands on Chris Rock. And you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Rutgazer. But you guys probably know all that already. Uh, yes, absolutely Team Chris Rock on this one. I understand Will wanting to uh, defend his wife. But if you see the footage of what happened at Sunday night's Academy Awards, Chris Rock told a joke. Will Smith laughed. Jada Pinkett Smith did not laugh, and when Will saw the scowl on his wife's face, he went into overdrive. He overcompensated and slapped Chris Rock, then cursed him out on live national television. So, uh, I'm sorry, you know, defend your partner and all that, but... He should have been thrown out of the building immediately for laying his hands on Chris Rock. Let's face it, the um, the monologues in award ceremonies these days, it's a roast. It's a celebrity roast. Whoever the comedian is, is just goofing on whoever's in the crowd, okay? So when... Um, <laughs> when... Tina Fey does it when uh, um, Ricky Gervais does it at the Golden Globes. Uh, who was it who was doing it? Uh, um, uh, John Mulaney and uh, and uh, oh god, I forgot who his partner was that were doing it at the Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, Nick Kroll, that's who it was when they were doing it at the Independent Spirit Film Awards. Are people getting up out of their seats and slapping them in the face? No. Will Smith went too far. Uh, I hear it is being reviewed by the Academy. They might take his Oscar away from him. I got no problems with that. Went too far. Anyways. That's just one man's opinion. <laughs> one, one man who, uh, fake fights for, for a living. So. Um, anyways, welcome to the show. This is episode 486 of the Handsome Genius Club radio show, your weekly pop culture news and opinion program. And uh, there you go. You just got my pop culture opinion on Will Smith and Chris Rock. Chris Rock, if you watch that back, Chris Rock came this close, so close to making the next joke after Will Smith told him, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth twice. Smith yelled it the first time. Chris Rock said, I will. He yelled it the second time. And you could see it was obvious that Chris was about to make the next joke. Probably something about Jada Pinkett's uh, boyfriend hits harder. Or... 
it, it would absolutely have been something about the fact that there's been infidelity in that marriage. Publicly announced infidelity. Anyways, <laughs> let's not dwell on it. Um, we're going to get right into the interview for this week's episode. Uh, the traditional record scratch is coming. I will let myself, I will let, uh, I will let me from, uh, 10 hours ago <laughs> introduce the guest and, uh, not double up on that. Um, but yeah, you're going to enjoy this one because I really did. So, uh, record scratch interview, and I'll talk to you afterwards. Hey kids, welcome to another episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. I am your host, Anthony King of James, and joining me today is, man, I have known low for, oh my God, it's just striking me now. It's 20 years I've known you. Yeah. possible. You're only 18 years old. Isn't that Um, amazing? I'm just slightly under you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I first met him at XPW in Philadelphia. And uh, we managed to boot around a couple of indies together here and there. But we've maintained contact all these years. And I'm very grateful because he's one of the most uh, creative, one of the most innovative uh, people I know. And uh, if you don't know him, I this is where I want you to get to know him. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. this is Ryan Katz. Hello. Yay! Ryan. Hello, Mr. Kingdom James. How are you? <laughs> 20 years. Like, the crazy yeah. thing when you do the math and you say that, yes, it's been 20 years, is when you think about the memories, you know, it's been a while, but yeah. like in your head, you're like, eh, it's been like 10 years. And then when it's no, it's double that. And yeah. it, it, it's mind blowing how how that far back that essentially my career has gone longer than half my life at this point that that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's wild. I, I remember the, the walking into it was also I think it was the first time I'd ever walked into what everybody calls ECW Arena. Uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, the first thing I saw was uh, Tom. What was the his name? The porn star, Tom, Byron. Tom Byron. Yes. yes, Tom Byron setting up chairs for this show, and it was just I, I turned to my buddy. I was like, "Fucking Tom Byron! That's some good <laughs> stuff. That's some good stuff." It was. So I had the sense immediately that XPW was going to be very different. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, you didn't get to really stay like be around for a long time of it. Is like yeah. our Philly days were kind of the beginning of the end and the nail in the coffin. You know, it, it yeah. was what kind of started the downfall, so to speak. But what what good times? I mean, a oh. whole different time in life and a whole different time in the way I was. But yeah. like. Uh, unbelievable it was fantastic uh philly i did the philly shows and i did uh the pittsburgh shows and i remember as uh we were planning new orleans uh they were getting ready for new orleans and, and when when things shut down and uh and, and pittsburgh was the end for me that was the last one for us like yeah. me me and chaos were donezo at that one after the x-pac no show of the television title rematch it was 
that was I, I, I was looking forward to that show. And then Angel gets hurt. And then, oh, man. Wow. And then and, and then and then on the positive, there was a, a broken rope. But then the match kept on. And I believe shooting star press off the second. I don't it, it might have been eh, might have been M dog. It might have been. I don't remember, actually. It might have been M dog. I think it was M dog. Yeah, uh, we're a lot of uh, there's a lot of good. We'll, we'll talk about XPW in a while. But um, I can't have you here and not talk about uh, WWE and NXT and the Performance Center. And I don't want to dwell on your departure, but I would be, uh, I would, it would be a mistake for me to not at least ask, uh, how did you find out about your release? So I got a phone call. Uh, through through phone call, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm gonna be pretty vague about some of this stuff because uh, it, it, it's something I gotta do. But uh, got a phone call uh, that came during a time where <laughs> I had a discussion with one of my bosses that seemed to go pretty well, and then he went to go take a call, and I went on with my day, and then the going on with my day turned into getting a call from someone else with, I just lost my job. Yeah. Uh, so it, it came out of nowhere. Now, now, now through all that, that's life and things happen and we move on. I, I, I got to have eight and a half years of incredible education, entertainment, world travels, coaching, mentorship, tutelage, uh, got to work with some of the greatest people from all over the world in all walks of life that even in a situation of, of, of getting bad news where you feel like your heart's being ripped out, so to speak, and, and, and your dream, so to speak, is coming to an end. Uh, I, I've I'm still yet to have any feelings of anger, resentment, sadness, frustration, like as weird as it seems, and I and I think as you see other stories, you know, as people, you take the breath, you 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 realize there's there's clean fresh air out there, there's blue skies, there there's still birds flying, they're still chirping, and 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 you look towards the future and 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 realize I had the opportunity to do what thousands, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever the number may be, want to do, would, would, would dare I say, no, I won't even go kill the day. Like, like it's just, the, it's that dream job for some people. And, and especially for people that, that aren't in the ring, the position that I was in was definitely a role that I, I, I think people admired. I know, I know coworkers, like just in the sense of, I, I had a good thing going and, and, and it went well and it was really awesome, but it's time to do some different stuff. I mean, it's it's time to move on and 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 realize I still got more I want to do in my life and and things I didn't get to do. Well, you know, to put in the in, in the simplest terms, I I got to spend a lot of years helping other people live their dreams, and it's an incredible thing to be a part of. But I still want to live my dreams too. Well, let's go back to the very beginning. Am I right in uh, saying that you were the first person hired? For the Performance Center. For the Performance Center. Yeah, so I became the first full-time employee for the Performance Center. I kind of went down there before uh, the building was open to the public, kind of got to be involved with overseeing the final steps. And, and then they moved everyone up from Tampa the month later, and, and we got things underway. And I got to sit under the learning tree and uh, tutelage of Dusty Roads and, and, and have, at that point, two years 
of, of course, the dream kid in the candy shop, little boy's dream come true, getting to be around and, and, and be supported by, you know, some of the biggest superstars in the world who I've been watching forever. Tell, tell me about working with Dusty Rhodes. Did he, did he take to you right away or did it? So, 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 so not right away. There, there yeah. was a little bit of, uh, of, of course on the defense and, 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 and who the hell is this guy? Uh, there was a situation, the one story I like to tell. Uh, Kenyon Seaman at the time, who, who was boss and running things, didn't want Dusty. Like, Dusty was trying to move furniture and do some and, and, and be Dusty and just move the building. And it's like the building was set up to be the building as is. And Dusty one day just got a couple guys to, to move the furniture and, and, and change it how he wanted to. Canyon kind of heard of it and it was like, well, dude, you got to change it back. So one day I'm sitting there carrying this table, walking it to go move it out of Dusty's office as he walks in the door. And it was, oh, it was, it was bad. Like I, I, oh, I went home feeling it was the worst day ever. He just starts walking around all day. Who the hell does this guy think he is? He's been here for four minutes. I've been here 40 years doing whatever he wants. It Dusty it, it, it was just all day and razzed, 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 razzed. And, and it was like, oh, I just blew it. I just blew it. I just blew it. And, and then the truth is very quickly, I did the work yeah. and he saw who I was, what I was, what I was capable of. And, and, and the bond came together. Is there, uh, is, there a, is there a moment when you knew that you had gotten over with Dusty? There is. And it's, I, I, I sit and I try to think how I can tell some of these stories just based on, uh, <laughs> Uh, on the way the world is uh, and, and not because they're bad or secretive in any way. It's just, just the way it is. Uh, okay. I, I don't want you to turn this into an episode of dark side of the ring. Or- no, no, no. There's nothing bad about it, but I, I, I did a, a promo video for, for a talent. Yeah. And in the process of viewing that talent, established, uh, esteemed and honorable guests were in the building at a promo class when, when we debuted it. Okay. Uh, and, and some people took offense to the video and Dusty at that point, I think knew that like, I was there to go make some cool stuff and, and maybe sometimes I ruffle some feathers and, and, and step past the line and tiptoe. And, and I think he just saw that, oh, there's a little bit of a rebel spirit in him. And, and at that point on, there was this connection to where like the day after I walk into my office and he walks in and he's and he just slides it on my desk and he's like this is for you and then it was just his uh, you know his biography and then inscribed to me and from that (laughs) from that point on like I I I, it it was amazing like then there was a bond relationship and I just got to be around it and as he would say to me he'd be like Ryan Katz I'm not your boss I'm I'm your co-worker and you know what I'm not even just your co-worker I'm your friend and it was it was just awesome stuff we 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 had common interests he had a brother who lived in Colorado and and like my interest in skiing and I went to school in Colorado all that like there was just all these hippie dog was kind of a little thing between us and and the, the there was a bond and it was freaking awesome. And I wish it could have been longer, but the the craziest thing is to know that after only having two years with the guy, when, when he did pass, I, I had never been affected by, by, by losing someone in my life like that. And like through relatives, some grandparents that I you know, hadn't been necessarily super tight with in my life that like no death has really done that. 
and like that it, it broke me a little bit like it it was it was crazy like that was that was my that was my yoda there and it was it was wild and he believed in me and supported me and and it it was wild and uh after dusty passed uh you got to spend the next few years working with uh his lordship william regal Yes. And, uh, Regal told a story recently that involves you and an accident that he had. I'm wondering if we can hear your side of the story. Sure. So, like, I, I feel like I can give a little bit now that he put it out there, because yeah. I, I think one of the greatest things and one of the testaments to my world in professional wrestling is the story never got out before and yeah. like in, in a world of a company that had leaks and, and information that was getting out and, Oh, this is happening. And this is happening. No one ever knew anything about it. And, and, and I was happy with that, <laughs> but now that he brought it up. Yeah. Like the beans. <laughs> it, it, it was wild, man. We were, we were on a, a scouting trip to Costa Rica and, and I was supposed to meet him at the airport and a couple hours go by of when he was supposed to have arrived and he never showed, never showed. And I don't know what's going on. And, and eventually I, I went to, to my hotel at that point. I left the airport just trying to figure out. We'll see. No one's answering. I, I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, and no, the, the planes arrived. Like, like everything is just weird at this point. I get to my hotel and I get a call and it's a hospital and, 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 they have my friend. Uh, so immediately take take the cab, which I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I'm in Costa Rica. It's it's not the easiest thing. And uh, we get to the hospital hospital situation. Not a lot of English spoken. And, and in a situation where I would say uh, it wasn't in a hospital room like they, they, they were overflowed. It was it was it was. It, rough situation you know not what i would call a high-end facility at that point and he was we were talking but he but he wasn't we didn't know what was going on and what happened and why he fell and all all of the all of the details but he was not in a great state and we had to get him out of that place and to one of the better city hospital, like one of the you know private hospitals, which was just crazy because that are that are involved arranging private ambulances in in a foreign country with like this isn't about insurance and like the, the, it was just tough situations of of figuring it out, making it work, uh, and getting through it. And we ended up in Costa Rica for a little bit of time just until he was good enough to be able to fly back. I mean, as I said, he has amnesia and. And and there was a lot of downtime and a lot of resting and and me just in a hotel across the street from the hospital, just waiting out. You know, generally, I'd say just six times a day, just going in and just making sure he's good, bringing him in something if he needs it. But it's not like you can sit there and do anything because he was generally sleeping most of the time. Uh, but, you know, the details I, of the injuries that that's his stories and all that. But like it, it, it was wild. It was, uh, you know, more than a week in Costa Rica of, of dealing with la language barriers and conflict. And it's funny because I've had people be like, well, why didn't you just go sightsee around Costa Rica? And it's like, 
I can't. That's like a day trip. It's four, six, eight hours. It's this and that. Like, it's not like I can go take a one, you know, an hour walk. And then if something happens, I'm back. But like, so I, I haven't gotten to explore Costa Rica. I would like to go back in the future and see the good sides of Costa Rica. But, oh, I, but I, I mean, that, it's absolutely a wrestling trip then, because what do you ever, what do you ever see anywhere unless you make the supreme effort, except so I did see some. So I did see some wrestling on the trip because oh, yeah. it was, well, I was going to say, but most most wrestling trips, airport, hotel, arena, if you're lucky, a bar or a restaurant, and that's it. Like I ate at a PF Chang's. <laughs> what in Costa Rica? I did. I had a PF. I mean, I, I ate other food PF as well, Chang's but like, but, but one of the. I was looking for just the way the hotel was across from the hospital. It, it was yeah. very commercial and, and, yeah. and strip molly and, and, and had American. And while at PF Chang's, I watched a WWE wrestling show with Spanish hosts. Like it was it was an interesting experience. I think it was a Wednesday night and WWE was on with like their magazine style show. And like yeah. I, I it might have been Super Australia. I don't I don't remember the program, but yeah. Way to immerse yourself in the, uh, but uh, yeah. So so as, as the story that Regal tells is that he he tripped and fell forward down an escalator, and that he was lucky because he actually hit the uh, the rubber handrail, but he shattered his eye socket. Yeah, and, I mean, and that he was he he thanks his stars that you found him. And we're able to get him help. So. It, it, it was what it, absolutely, and I'm glad it was. All, glad it all worked out. Uh, it, it made me had to step up in responsibility in life and be like one of those. Oh, I'm not as young and carefree as I used to be. Yeah. I actually have to handle responsibility in real things and yeah, and, and deal with it. Guardian. So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. It, it, I got I got razzed once when I made the comment like I couldn't even like in the downtime of waiting, enjoy the hotel pool because the pool was being renovated there. <laughs> so I was like, oh, even if I was looking for the silver lining of just relaxing while waiting and being available, that part wasn't available either. Oh, man. Um, you know, you talk about um, filming things at the PC and having uh, having people higher-ups view them. And the last time I saw you in person, I was in Orlando for uh, Megacon. I was doing a comic book convention. And uh, we spent a day together, and, and, and you showed me a bunch of video that you had worked on that was going nowhere. It was now some... You, you had worked on these ideas, and somebody saw them, and said not necessarily no they just said no um look at the spin i'm gonna put on these things nowadays you're gonna be like what's going on with you like yeah yeah, no but but, so i wonder now being out of the position is there anything that you look back on that got left on the table that you read that really really still to this day is like god damn why why didn't they go for that that thing would have been perfect so i i I think we can all look at through 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 shaded lenses of of our own work and 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 have an outlook where it's going to be the best outlook And, and of course in a situation 
that you can't control all of the pieces of the puzzle, like you're put into a situation where you're not going to necessarily always get what you want. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we got to make that, that never got to see the light of day, but at the same point, even when they didn't do those things, a lot of those talents still got opportunities because of it. It wasn't that, but because of it. So right. like, then it starts going less of the, oh, it should have been, or they never get a little bit less of that. Now there's a few people who you do work with and they get released and you wish it could have. Uh, uh, I, I would say we did some cool work, you know, with, with, with a lot of the Brazilians. So Tainara Conti, Cesar Benoni, Arturo Huas. Uh it, those guys that they, they, they had a little faction that, that that are you know they never they never really bought into it you know the, the crew didn't want to buy into it so it's like it didn't go anywhere i i feel like oh we probably could have made something but it, it wasn't my position <laughs> above my pay grade not my decision to make at that point uh and and now you don't you you do see tainara having some success right now on AEW and and, and all that but th- there's a lot of those and 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 there's a difference of the situation of the eras of nxt to now what's going on to like when i look at the current product there's so many positive things that i still can take away from it and i'll be honest i don't watch with a consistent manner. I mean, I still watch, I'm not going to say I stopped watching, but like I, it's not my destination television every, every week now, but the fact that so many people are now getting opportunities to, to at least show what they have and then sink or swim and let the audience make the decision if they like them and see how, how it works out. There's a lot of new people getting the chance to become superstars. And that's always a positive because the one thing I took out of, you know, not the one thing, but one of those things that meant the most out of uh, most to me coming out of my time and experience at the performance center is the people. I mean, I got to work with amazing talent and I said it earlier, like from all over the world. So like, while right now you see Zia Lee having a little bit of success on SmackDown, the fact that when that whole process started of when we went and had tryouts in China and people were brought in, like seven people were brought in. And unfortunately, you know, right now you have two Boa and Zaya who are still going, you know, still going in the program, but like there was relationships made with all these people and, 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 it was so cool to bring their culture to ours and our people were accepting and there, and, and it, it was just like within the first week, they threw a party for Chinese new year at their apartment complex and invited like everybody and cooked for everybody. And, and, and just, they immersed themselves in our stuff and we were doing a lot of social media videos. So we went on these dragon boat tour, you know, you know or, or the, the fan boat tours and, and alligator things and, and just went on experiences. They got their driver's licenses and learned to drive. So there was like videos with driving with, with Robbie Brookside and, 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 and all of these fun things. And then they were they did something where they blindfolded the coaches and fed them weird, exotic, you know, Chinese foods. And and it was just humorous and fun. And like that era of the performance center was incredible because there was just this truly familiar relationship where everyone was trying to make everyone be their best, whether it be perform at their best, do their best work, uh, just have the best energy, push past potential. It, it, it was something magical that was going on. And, and we, and we all knew we were a part of this magic. It, 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 it was sweet, but you know, that, that can't last forever. So to speak. Tell me, uh, tell me about working with hit row. You, you're the man who came up with the lineup for Hit Row, aren't you? Yeah, so 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 it's funny. 
even even that, like it, it, I used to be so boastful, but like it, it's tough to take credit because there's still team things. So 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 yes, ab- absolutely. But like it's team effort and brainstorms and all these things happen to yeah. make ideas go through. So like anyone to sit and think that one person is the magical idea man, unless you're the one in the final chair writing the checks, <laughs> it, 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 there's a little bit of delusion there, I think. So yeah, so Brianna Brandy was someone who who I, I helped her kind of. She had messaged me years you know, before she ever got hired uh, through social media and, and, and as, as many people had trying to find out how to get opportunities. And, and as I generally did, I usually threw challenges at people and I asked her to cut me three or four. I don't remember the specifics, different promos uh, based on I just threw some stuff out at her. And within a few days, she came back at me and, and rocked it and, and, and it began and opened a door and channel of communication at that point. Uh, eventually she was able to get a tryout. Things didn't actually work and she didn't get hired through that tryout. But then through the next year, and I think it was even maybe even 18 months to push in two years of persistence and, and, and messaging myself and Canyon uh, with just, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, here's me training. Here's me reaching out and doing this. Here's my, just showing us that she's hungry and she's working and trying to better herself and trying to do more and strengthen herself and working on her athleticism and all these different things to where she got another shot and she got hired. And I, I, I knew Rihanna's talent and she, she's got that style and she's got that swag and she's got that attitude and that vibe. And, and, and she came swinging. And when I saw that was going on and, and then all of a sudden when uh went to Hootie, and, and, and Frank were in the mix. It was like, this makes sense. And it's like, Brianna's a rapper. Frank's a rapper. And it was like, Tahuti just looks cool as can be. So Ashanti the Adonis looks cool as can be. Like, he had this awesome style. He always had cool fashion. Like, he 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 looked like the real deal, like fashion template. And, and, and I was like, we just have to aim him and be the producer. And then he just has to just give the yes and the that's rights and stuff like that in terms of if they're doing something musical or sit there, pretend he's the one mixing in the chair and, and then it happened and then we hired swerve and swerve comes into the mix and swerves about the breakout tournament and stuff and and i remember giving some pitches for a while of even when when that very first uh breakout tournament happened when swerve was in that and i remember making pitches that in the personality profiles we should have swerve just chilling at the studio with the three of them. And I was like, it doesn't have to mean their faction yet. Just let, let's just start planting some early seeds of like, these are his friends and, and, and rap crew. Uh, hit makers is what they were going before. We, I don't think they were able to get the, for whatever reason, things, th- things change. Uh, didn't happen right then as, as what happens. So, you know, in, in the life there, the, the ideas don't always happen, especially when you want them. But then through evolution, through some changes, adjustments, tweaks and, and, and time and, 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 you know, timing, they come into play. And then Hit Row came to be and, and Frank killed it with the, you know, with that track, uh, made, made that killer little hook that got everyone in. And then they just had that style, that bounce, that that vibe and aura and all, as I said before, that was killer. So uh, Frank, you mentioned, AJ Francis, has talked about how uh, you, you know, gave him the idea or you suggested that first lineup. And I know from personal experience how musical you are. And I, I have, I remember uh, riding in a car north of Pittsburgh 
me, you, and uh, Chaos, Joey Chaos, where you just decided it, it's time to freestyle and I mean, turned it on and just went. And I wonder when, uh, when you have Hit Row together and they're starting to make actual music, not just, you know, whatever rap PN News is doing on the way on a, on a you know, for a Saturday night match. They're selling real songs on yeah. iTunes or yeah, yeah, Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. When they're making real music, how involved are you in that? I'm not like that's their world at that point. Like, and, and, and that's where I say this whole thing where like, no one can take responsibility in that sense. Cause they're self-starters and go-getters swerves, hungry, Frank's hungry. Brianna's hungry to hungry. Like they're working together and making their own videos. And that's part of what the success factor and for other people listening, you know, that, that, that are either in the business or trying to be in WWE's business is, you got to have that drive and you got to have that hunger and you got to go for it and you got to present them with what you want to show them and not wait for what, you know, what they want from you. You got to give them what they don't know they want yet. And, and, and then in doing so, be so undeniable that they have no choice but to say yes. And, 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 and it sounds simple, of course, and it's easier said than done. But that really is the secret to success is do the work that you want to do, present the image that you want to be, put in the effort to make sure that people see what that image is and do it hard enough and persistent enough and dedicated enough that you are undeniable and get your shot. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because you have a new book, an ebook that you've put together and um, called How to Be a How to Be a Pro Wrestler. Yeah. And you are absolutely the kind of person, not the kind of person, but the person that I would go to to say, how do I go from here to here? How do I turn uh, this dream into reality? And and I'm wondering, you know, don't read the book. We don't read the book to us. We want to yeah. we we want to get some people buying the book. But give us a preview of the kind of information that you're going to have in this book that people, uh, young wrestlers or aspiring wrestlers, don't have need to have should be followed. So, so as I like to say, it's a quick reading resource guide. And, and, and I say on the front page before you ever buy it that like, I'm not even really giving you the secrets of the industry because because I don't really think there's so many secrets of the industry at this point. There is accessibility. There is information available to people now. But what the book has done is gathered a lot of that information and do an easy guide to let people know what's up. So the kind of things of how do you get started? Like like physically, what should you be capable of doing? Like uh, it, it, it gives a listing of kind of jobs available in wrestling. So so maybe you want to be in wrestling, but 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 wrestling isn't your forte. It's not going to be a physical thing for you. It talks about anything from being social media managers to photographers, graphic artists. I mean, I got to say, if people love pro wrestling and they have graphic artist skills, you can probably make a lot of money because I knew within the week I was released, I ended up hiring three different graphic artists and giving them each a little bit of money to go make some designs for me. And the truth is I have the skill to make some for my own, but like I wanted to get other people's looks and not my style. And I wanted to, to, to see something different that there are 
probably tens of thousands of T-shirts on pro wrestling tees that all those wrestlers most likely paid, whether a little bit or a lot of bit, like paid for those designs. So that kind of work is available. Videographers, editors, uh, referees, trainers, physical trainers, that, like, like all these different things. It gives you a list and a resource of, of, of what wrestling schools are about. So I think for it, it's easy having been in the business for so long. And, and it's funny because when, you, when you're even producing the television show at the quote highest level, I, I think everyone in, in, in those rooms when, when viewing tends to view it through the lens of being on the inside and not necessarily through the lens of being on the outside from a quote fans perspective. So, so I, I, I think this kind of just takes a little bit of the, of the scary, I don't know what the steps are and gives it to you. So it has a directory of the best wrestling schools in the country. I mean, it kind of lists probably about 25 to 30 different wrestling schools, all with reputable trainers that, that someone wanted to start their career. It's, it's the, you know, right first step. It it, it talks about just character development. Character development is the wrong word. I'm going to talk. It talks about personality development and, and, and being that undeniable person where in the world right now of WWE looking for the greatest athletes coming from the college system that all have some sort of hook and, and, and resume and accomplishments and accolades that for the people that only love pro wrestling, you should probably love something else too and be really great at that and take that into your pro wrestling career. So once again, if your goal is to just give it a try, there's a, there's resources and, and places to, to go do that and live your fantasy and wrestle every once in a while and say you did it. Is it going to get you the respect that you're a real pro wrestler? Maybe not, but it may be something that you want to do. And I got to be honest, there's a point in my career where, where that's kind of the life I lived. And, and here's a secret I'll give of my career right now. Like I was a once a, uh, I was a once a month wrestler. Like I, I, I know through the system that I've been through, most people I would ever say that to would look down at me with disgust and shame. And, yeah. and I, at 45 years old, walking around, yeah, uh, without really aches and pains and, and having one that still took crazy extreme bumps from 20 foot high steel cages, 30 foot uh, towers through raw sewage, uh, barbed wire getting tossed off cars, all these different things. I, I feel pretty good in my body and know that I kind of maybe work the system in my own way. And I definitely through that book would encourage people to work the system in their, in their own way. And, and, and that doesn't mean you go in and you disrespect pro wrestling, you respect pro wrestling and you learn the history and, and, and you, and you take forth pride in gaining knowledge and experience and expanding your, your repertoire of, of, of skills and versatility. But at the same point, you also through the, you know, and the book will explain, you don't want to be a punching bag and you don't want to get walked over. And, and, and you do have points where you got to pay dues, but you also got to make demands. And, 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 and it's that combination of, like I said, it, it, it's hard to get specifics without going through chapter by chapter. I have a terrible memory. So my mind doesn't work like that. I need to see, but like, it's not rocket science and it's not secrets. It, it, it's straight up probably going to take you 25 minutes to read it, maybe 30, and you'll just keep it as a PDF in your, in your phone and be able to flip through and just go through some. It, it, it's just talks about practicing promos. It talks about repetition. It talks about, once again, putting in the work. My, my, 
my theme and, and my buzzword is, is definitely undeniable. Uh, it, it, it's about becoming an undeniable presence. I've, I've been around hundreds, if not thousands of people who told me they want it more than anything in the world. But then you asked, oh, well, did you work out today? No. Oh, did you try to do anything to, to did you watch a wrestling match? No. Did you, did, did you do this? No. And it, but I thought you wanted it more than anything. Well, I do. I do. Did you call up a wrestling school and try to find out where I could enroll? No. Did you do this? No. And you're like, well, I thought you wanted it more than anything in the world. A lot of people talk the talk, not a lot of people walk the walk. And even in a situation where I've been, where I think I do see a lot of people walk the walk, those people still have a level of, well, at that level, now everyone's on a level playing field. So here's what happens at WWE. You got a hundred of the best athletes in the world, all charismatic, all have personalities, all have accomplishments, accolades, drive, like they got it all but they're on a level playing field at that point. So now all these people who were these huge big fishes in small ponds, even big fishes in big ponds are now all just a bunch of fishes in the same, you know, in the, they're all big fishes in this, in, in this bigger pond or in this ocean now, but like, you got to find your way to stand out and be unique and be one of a kind and be just, enigmatically exciting like you, you gotta have some mystery you gotta have a presence like and, and and i think this is so here's we go specifics of the book just talks about creating that vibe you're always in character like that that's the thing and that doesn't mean personality but that just means look and in, in presentation at that point like so i would say someone who's a bad guy character i don't tell them to go be a bad guy in public because you're always in character uh there, there's multiple sides to personalities just because you're a bad guy wrestler doesn't mean you're a prick it means that in the situation of what you're doing of competition you you cheat you're a villain you do things but like you probably still have friends who you get along with and do cool things with and think you're kind of a nice guy like there, yeah. there, there's levels to when you behave a certain way but what, what what i mean by staying in character at that point is maintaining the look maintaining the credibility that like if you have a vibe don't dress something totally like you got to find the way to just stay true and authentic to where it doesn't look like you're playing a character. Yeah. It just looks like you're that person. That's kind of that magic meld of wrestling that draws the line and blurs it of what's real, what's not, who's a character, who's real. And, and then you get to play because the truth isn't, as we admit, you want to play a character, but you want that character to be an extension of yourself. So, 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 so now how do you do it in this way of modern wrestling, where especially where you, you can't even do the old tactics of pro wrestling? Because now, especially as a bad guy, you got to be much more cerebral. You got to be much more intelligent. And with the exception of very few people, and there are a few people, you got to watch what you say, because this is a world where in the old day of wrestling, you were intentionally pushing buttons and, and, and finding people's sensitivities and, 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 and really, really playing with those things. And, and the world has absolutely changed. We talked about knowing each other 20 years ago, like the, the world has changed so much where you, you have to address situations differently and find a different way to be edgy with your storylines and find a way to be a little bit more, uh, I'm going to say cerebral and intelligent, but you still also want to bring it down and make it simple because I, I, I think so many times I've seen pitched storylines is I love what I see pitched, yeah. but then they're just too complex and have too many levels and too many secret, you know, Easter eggs and this is and that's. And it's like, yes, for the portion of the audience that's going to look at every fine detail and, yeah. and, and, and the people who do the recaps online that maybe they'll catch these things. Th those are cool for those people that do. but. 
you you still gotta reach the 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 common you know person at that point like there was a broadcast journalism was my background and and you know you're supposed to write for broadcast journalism at like a second grade level and it's like yeah everyone wants to write much more intelligently uh but but you don't because you're trying to reach in a mainstream fashion jay-z used to say hey i can write some of the best rap lyrics in the world and kick the illest sickest flow there is but i make hit records and that means keep it simple stupid (laughs) okay that wasn't a quote, but like that was the, no, he no, said no. that. So I don't want to be like, well, where's that Jay Z? That wasn't his quote. Keep it simple, stupid. But like, the, but the vibe was he simplified his music for mainstream hits. Like right. y- y- you got to find that. You got to find that in. Now I'm going to ask you something, and this is probably going to end up being the preview clip for the show for this episode. Because I didn't write this. This isn't a note I made to myself to ask this. But as we're sitting here talking about it, it comes to mind. And I have to ask. Is there a secret cabal within the Performance Center or NXT that purposely gives new signees shitty gimmick names? (laughs) No. So ready? Ready? Here's the secret. Okay. The, t- the talent are in on the names. Ugh. They're in on them. Like Ugh. there may be some people who 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 get a list and, yeah. and have to pick something from it. Yeah. But I would say a lot of times, if that's happening, then then I, I can't say that then the talent's not giving it because because there are times where talent gives talent may submit a lot of names. Okay. And then there becomes a mix and match game and and, and things that happen, but. But in the end, the talent is involved in that decision. Like it, it is not no one is just given a random gimmick. And maybe I shouldn't say no one, because, of course, there's going to be an exception to the rule. Yeah, and someone yeah. has been given a gimmick. Yeah. But like the talent is involved in creating their gimmick. And, and, and that's what I talked about with being undeniable is, is that those talent that show who they are and they express who they are, what they want to be, will be that. Yeah. When you're trying to figure out a gimmick and presenting and what do you think of this like (laughs) then they're gonna be like well i don't really like it but if it's like what do you think i'm doing this then it's like well yeah let's see what you got like confidence is king and you gotta own your identity it's just for for the longest time there are just there are some names that have come out of NXT and just the gimmick name not the person not their character not their performance but some of the names that have been chosen have been thought of as either uh bland or silly and i don't want to give examples because i don't want to pick but, 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 but here's my example on or, or here's my feeling on this okay. names are names and yeah. like Guess what? Some people are born with some crappy names or their parents gave them an odd, exotic or weird name. And then you're like, well, that's my name. And like in the real world, you don't choose your name. So and to me, a lot of these names get presented and they're weird. I'm I'm actually a fan of weird names. I like goofy things. I like things that just stick out and and, and just I, I don't even I don't even mind cartoony names because I'm a firm believer that the talent makes the name. The name doesn't make the talent, whether you have a bland name, whether you have a cartoony name, whether you have the coolest name in the world. If if you're not cool talent, that cool name doesn't mean anything. So, like, it's the same to me of a bad name. Like, 
it's what you bring to the table and how you make that. Uh, I'll give one example. There was a there was a wrestler pitch that who, who wanted the name Diggs, uh, or it might have been Dig Diggs, one of the two, and it was hated, panned across the the, the world, but like like you know the room, hey, just 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 what? No one was going to buy into that. Like I dug it. Like I thought it was kind of cool. Like well, whose name is Dig? It's like no one. That guy. They're, that guy's parents called him Dig, and that kind of helps to me form an identity. That guy grew up like to me; those things help make characters. So, so cartoony names to me in the world of professional wrestling help make characters. The second day I met uh, uh, Weston Blake, Corey Weston, uh, what's he going by now? Uh, from from uh, from uh, Forgotten Sons and Blake and Murphy. Oh. Uh... So, so Corey Weston's his name. Like he's going by, I think he's going by, by, by. Now I gotta, now, now you're making me Google things. He's going by Weston. He's doing uh, CYN shows. You can look up the, I, I, I hate that. I don't know what his current name is. That's the hardest thing of when leaving through all this is once someone gets released or, or things like that, like you're like, well, I don't want to call him by their, what is it? Yeah, he was Wesley Blake. Uh, and now he's west of blake that, right right so uh, yeah. yeah so awesome talent i i have no problem any of the, the names are great but second day i met him i was like we should call you angus chuck and like i bet you if it ever happens someone will be like that's the stupidest name in the world but yeah. like but here's my thing like Especially, it's funny, you look back eight years ago when this was, eight and a half years ago when he came in the building, he was eight and a half years younger. And he was this young, tough, gnarly, chewed up, tough looking Texas kid. And I was like, you just look like some ground beef kid. Like you like it, it was that thing. And, 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 it, and it may be so stupid to someone like it was fun. And, and, and to me, it just helped easily create this this thing obviously we didn't go there this is as i say most of my ideas everyone thinks i'm so creative i guess most of my ideas are probably pretty stupid is how it works out but like (laughs) but to me within one day i was able to just look at this guy and figure out that yeah it would have been cartoony and of course it wouldn't have been the thing and things would evolve and change but like next day i'm able to come in here with the triangle and a cool rock song with the ding ding ding, ding, come and get it and he's coming out and now angus chuck's ready and you got the chuck wagon and you got all this thing and i'm already ready with logos music and merchandise you know within two days of figuring that out and and, and that wasn't the right personality but now if you look at what he's become the name may be weston blake but he's angus chuck like You're a bad person. The name doesn't make the talent. The talent doesn't make the name. Like it, it, it wouldn't have matter. Like yeah. it, it's the personality behind it. If you if you can drive it, you can drive it. I've wanted the name Aristotle for myself. I've called myself in in the ring and and places Rixelplex. Like names, names. Yeah. Well, I do. I do remember devilish Lee handsome. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Mike Tanay called me dangerously handsome on 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 TNA Explosion, and I was like, "Come on, man, get yeah. my name wrong," because well, it was very I, devilish. Now you know how I feel the first time that Chris Kloss called me Winslow. Yes, yes, a little a little Carl, a little Carl. Fuck, I wanted to fight him. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't get that opportunity, but I got the opportunity to give you a boxing glove through a box. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the un the unfinished 
XPW angle because you and I started talking about how we were going to do something. We even had an idea and I thought it was going to be the best, the most fun ever. But uh, the Christmas 2002 XPW shows in Philadelphia, uh, when you were the leader of the enterprise, you gave me a Christmas gift in the middle of the ring. And it was a, it was a tall, very tall gift wrapped box horribly wrapped <laughs> yeah but it was fantastic you showed me this and i was like oh fuck and it was and you, i remember you showed it to me you gotta hold it like this you gotta hold it like this and open it like this so it'll work and you would had some friend of yours who was a magician magic eric yeah magic eric work this out so i hold the box and i pop it open and a boxing glove like a bad caesar romero joker gag comes up and bops me in the face <laughs> and there's just there's just this i'm holding this box and it bops me in the face and i just have this look like fuck. and you're lying on the canvas rolling around holding your stomach laughing and i just thought yeah. it was the god i don't know how you decided this is what we should do but i'm grateful because it was fucking hilarious (laughs) so so through my wrestling career i've always had magic consultants like like i've had friends and 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 acquaintances and 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 other people who, who who i've known who i've i've used their counsel for ideas of how do we bring different things into the ring because it, it, it's difficult. A lot of the dynamics of, of magic are based on views. And a lot of pro wrestling is, is 360 view or at least 270 degree view at that point. Yeah. So, so there's so much control that has to be done. And we're now going back once again, 20 years that I was not very good at my craft as a magician. So I was very like, yeah, cover it this way. And you don't want them to see that you're doing a move here. And like, yeah, if you sit here like this, like I mean, I was I was terrible at what I did, but still wanted to use the gimmicks and contraptions uh, in a funny way. And we thought that the gift were like Christmas. We can do this. We can do the boxing glove. And and you would think it's easy to do. Here's the thing: you would think it's easy to make. Like in your mind, you're sitting there like tube, spring, glove. Put it in a box. No problem. And. It doesn't work that way. Like it's it's a tricky concept. And my buddy made like this, like it's not pneumatic, it's not hydraulic, but like there was like a trigger on like the spring loader that that allowed it to pop on the open and this and that. And I wish to this day I still owned that. Oh, that was the follow-up question. Is we both know what happened to it. Would I think we got a good idea, kid. <laughs> Would you like to tell us, would you like to tell the assembled basses what happened to the Boxing Glove uh, Christmas gift after yeah, so, the show? So at those shows, the Sandman used to like to bring his kids around. Yeah. And and the Sandman's kid definitely took a liking to my toy and walked out the door with it. <laughs> like, And it wasn't like. And if he asked me, I would have given it because if someone yeah. asked me, I, I, that's kind of person. But like never asked me just took my boxing glove present yeah. and the, that was that and i love but i like knew that it happened and it was like oh well oh hack. well oh well hack. i know yeah they're hacked and it probably went in see well, here's the thing oh it's a boxing glove 
is it in storage or is it in the garbage? Yeah. Because <laughs> after the first couple of times, this kid probably. Mm. Well, well, that's it. Because the boxing glove also, like if we're getting into it, only like gives you like, like a, a little, it's, it's like a half of Bruce Lee one inch punch kind of thing. It's like a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, were, you were very specific about how I had. You got to be looking at it. <laughs> I get right in there, right into it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit bush league but that was that's yeah. the irony of the gq money character is pitched and you know is spoke a big game and 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 delivered oh my god delivered at a different level i you know all of a sudden i want a shirt of of you just your face smiling with the makeup with the 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 the, the clockwork orange makeup maybe the hat with the the legend around it bush league super villain <laughs> there you go there you go get on fiverr and hire a graphic designer this afternoon there's your next there year. it is see uh, there's jobs available in wrestling but i i was i was all excited about it because we were talking you know we were bullshitting at the time about there's a battle royal coming up let's get into the battle royal and do something together and then after that we'll have a match and it'll just be a garbage match full of bullets and i thought this is going to be fucking fun and then the company shuts down shuts down <laughs> where are you i was supposed to have two cool angles it would have been one with yeah. you and i was supposed to have an angle with bill alfonso as well that i was I wanted, that was the thing i i've always thought did i like in recent years it probably would have been together and all- i want i was saying let's get them together where uh, like I need help to fight you because you have chaos and you have Veronica Kane and whoever. So else we shot a promo that. that never aired. That coincidentally, one of the days that we were doing the shows, yeah. there was a marching band that was that was outside. Like go, there was a parade. There was something. And of course, Fonzie being Fonzie and being the king of the city there, yeah. went up, spoke to him, and he's like, I'll get them behind and we cut this promo. And they did this thing where they come over the hill and he had a marching band behind him cutting a promo on me and stuff, but we never got to use it. How have I never known about this? I could, because a lot of that footage at the very end just disappeared. Yeah, like, the, whole, the whole thing, my whole idea was we'll get Fonzie involved and Fonzie will be my manager for this match. And like during the match, Bonzi will just yell out the names of old wrestlers and I'll hit their move, right? <laughs> Bringing up Fonzi and then Sabu and, and Sandman and all that. We had the match, me and Chaos versus Danny Doring for the television yeah. title. And we started it with cocaine to the eyes, uh, a little powder to the eyes. And, and I remember Sandman. So what did we do? We powdered we powdered the referee we cocaine the referee's eyes and yeah. then we used a fireball on danny doring yeah. and and sandman being so mad at us that we did a fireball in the opening spot of the match and i was like it was a distractionary fireball it didn't get him all the way like he sold it for like he still perfectly sold it for like five justified. six minutes yeah it's a like, perfectly justified fireball Come and, and 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 then he was able to like get his vision back is I'll be honest. If as long as your skin's not peeling off your face, you'd probably be in a situation. You could do that. And I like to bring realism into my work. And while I will absolutely sell an injury in a story, I I don't always like the fireballs becoming the roasted face for three weeks. Cause to me, that's just stupid and unrealistic. Now you do the cane spots where you're burning and you do Randy Orton house on ball. I'm going to buy your burn marks and, and, and the craziness, but uh, foosh 
absolutely it burns you it bothers you it blinds you all of those things but you're not going to get me two weeks later on that one i i think i'm going to be okay and recovered that's my world of booking pro wrestling fire so where are you with fire i still love it man like ever since i got to light up no where are you all these years later mentally emotionally i don't know physically with xpw is it is it this beloved thing from your past? I know that there was a, uh, a revival a few months ago for at least one night. There's another uh, coming. Earth. There's there, another coming. Okay. There, there, there is there is a California show coming. I believe in April. Are you? Uh, Are you it, it will be the King of the Deathmatch tournament. Oh. So when 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 Rob did that first one on on however long ago it was now like yeah. in Rochester there there's New York State Commission so yeah. it was just kind of I think I think getting his feet wet and figuring things out and yeah. getting back in the mix and 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 putting his water wings on and checking out the water yeah. uh, and and he think he's trying to go a little bit bigger back in the home that Extreme built uh, in, in in outside of L.A. I, I don't know where the venue is but yeah so. What what is it to me in my life now? It, it it was an awesome, incredible part of my life that that helped me become the person who I am today. So I I grew up a sheltered suburban kid who was given a lot of opportunities in life. Some would call it spoiled. I I don't ever feel I was spoiled, but I absolutely could say I, I had privilege, opportunity, and 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 was able to take advantage of that uh in, in good ways through working hard and I, I don't mean take advantage of through hustle like, like but but, but th- through the grind and through working and 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 making new opportunities for myself uh xpw was awesome man like i i got to once again i talk about always being around people that are generally different than me and and, and that was something there like that that adult entertainment uh, especially to the most hardcore extreme nature was something I wasn't necessarily familiar with. Of course, I'm a dude. I, I, I know adult entertainment and pornography, but like that was some crazy stuff they were making. And that, that was a genre and niche that I was not familiar with. So thus seeing it in person and seeing the activity, like there's a lot of craziness right there and, and, and seeing the way the world works and how, how, guess what? Some people got to do different things in life to pay bills. And, and, and you got to look at life through different people's perspectives a lot of times and 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 it's real easy to be up on a on a high horse and they're on a pedestal or on a high rise looking down and then looking and pointing at all the different things but like it, it it makes you just realize that hey it allowed me to have growth in my life and, yeah. and and evolve and become a person who i'm incredibly proud to be today which is just kind-hearted dare i say slightly soft uh Coddly, no. No, exactly. No, a married, married man, married man. Uh, well, hold on. Let me ask you. So, you say that there's a show coming up in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, I know Veronica's involved. Oh, wow. She has been preparing for a comeback. Yes. That's terrific. So, she has been training. If a phone call, I know this through social. If a phone call comes your way, how much, how much of this, how much arm twisting does it take to get GQ money? That was, that was a time in my life that's behind me. And, and I, I, I'm someone who believes in the future. Uh, I, I, I I enjoy history. I enjoy past, but I I don't live in nostalgia. So like, 
Uh, I look forward. I, I look forward to playing this clip back to you when you appear as a secret guest. No, no. <laughs> so, so th- there were conversations. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I and and it. I didn't like making the call. I made a call, and I actually told Rob I wasn't going to do it. Like, just so he knew, because of course, yeah. when I got released, the. the the assumption because the news was going on the shows were happening so of course there was an assumption and and once again like i'm moving forward in my life like that that. there is nothing like i will always speak stories and 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 beam with pride about my time rob was really good to me like i i know dark side of the ring will go of an hour show of saying what a horrible human being he was and and while he would take pride in being horrible in certain ways like in other ways he was still good to people and still made me uh, tried to do the right thing didn't always do the right thing but still tried to do the right thing most of the like like blah 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 so everyone could look at how how that works there, there's yeah. a life in, in the world of once again i've become who i am because i've i've, I've had interesting uh people in my life and into all extremes i mean once again it, it, it's funny uh, i'm gonna go on a tangent but it'll all come back together like i'm in this point now where it's like do you speak about things like you like let's not get into full cancel code because it's not that but like yeah. what do you speak about and what do you not like in, in a world like that there there was extreme things that went on and 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 we like you could pull up clips from xpw shows which would of course get all of us canceled today like we spoke language that wasn't spoken people spoke slurs and derogatory things but it was like it was in the context of character and story yeah. and extreme television and, and being these, these crazy characters and not who the people were and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's tough to, because of pro wrestling to then separate the line and go, well, bullshit. Like, no, that's you. And it's this, it's not a character. And I used to tour with Ron Jeremy. Like it, 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 it it's tough to, to sit and go talk about like things like now, because it's like, Wow, crazy situation. Guys in jail for some serious nutty crap that like some of it when it gets talked about, I would say like you saw some of the behavior, of course. But like I didn't see you didn't see him rape people. I'm not like I that we'll see how those cases are. Not my biz, not my world. But like the world was a little different and people behave different. And 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 thankfully, there's certain things that are changing and, and, and giving people agency and, and over themselves to, to be able to control who and what they can do or who can do what to them and all this and that. Uh, but like the world just changed. And, and for me, too, I've changed and, and, and I'm not an extreme personality anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing of of when you say, oh, we'll see if my arms twisted and I show up as a guest like I'm not an extreme personality anymore. Like I, I like to have fun, but like I'm a 45 year old man who's a vegan and, and believes in love, peace and happiness. And like it has an empathetic heart. Like it, it's hard to be extreme. Like, can I go be a heel in wrestling? Probably because it's, it, it's funny when I sit and I look back at like all of my style of, of, of what I did in promos. Yeah. I don't, think I ever insult people I just talk fast and loud and obnoxiously and like and then challenge you for like my people but like I never actually like insult and break down and tear down and pick like my style is different my style is based on energy and flow and 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 my content is is I hopefully sometimes complex or simply complex but at the same point it's more cerebral and more Jake and more Randy than it is insults and MJF at that point. So like, 
I can look back and go, yeah, it's hard to be a heel now. Like I, I, my, my view on humanity is, is like, we need heroes in the world. Like we need good in this world. There's, and, and, and I think it's cause it's fun to be a bad guy. Of course. It's like, it's what I spent years doing and, and it's exciting and it's, and it's slightly easy and you can manipulate and you can play and poke and prod and do all of these things. But at the same point, the world took this weird turn where like, everything is now just up for grabs and and go for it and it doesn't matter what you think and i'm gonna do what i want and all and it's like well no you you should do what you want but you should also do that in appropriate ways and appropriate times and and with some sort of class and decorum and 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 moral value and compass and, and and ethical pride and and all of these sorts of things and i feel and this is just I guess it's just getting older because it's funny as you're a kid, you know, you probably hear your parents saying the same stuff and those kids in their crazy stuff. But like, it's funny, you get older and I, I'm starting to feel it like I, I've as I get older, I get softer. I'm not more aggressive. Mellowing you're mellowing out. Which is in different ways, but then, but then there's, there's still, there's still an aggression of like you still want it to be better. Well, you have, you have a drive, you have a creative drive, and it's one of the things that I love most about you is you, you want to, you, your brain is firing on, you know, all cylinders constantly, and here's an idea and here's an idea and here's an idea and here's how we can do each of these and here's how we can make you better with this idea and you have an idea and I can help you make that idea better. You are an intellect and you are creative. But I, I've also watched over the years as you as a person have mellowed, uh, you know, becoming a vegan getting married you've got the dog you you've you've found um you've become comfortable being you okay which when i met you you were if it was possible a more hyperactive version of a young jimmy hart (laughs) you were you like i wouldn't have hand i wouldn't have given you candy because I don't, I didn't want you having sugar. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that that's for sure. The energy levels have have calmed. Yeah, you were a can of Red Bull with a face, you and were, never drunk and didn't drink coffee, didn't drink soda. Yeah, yeah, like. I, but I mean, you were just blah, constantly. Classic like, Ritalin in the eighties, baby. <laughs> So I, I, I was ADHD when it wasn't so cool to be. <laughs> so I, I wonder now moving forward, what is your interest in continuing in the professional wrestling business? It's interesting because because there's, of course, interest. This is what I've done and what I know. And, and like this is what I've pursued my whole life, like. I left college pursuing my career in professional wrestling and, and have in some ways had a career since doing so. Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked for gigs in, in eight and a half years. And even before that, I wasn't trying to get booked on every different indie, like for, for, for the 
two and a half to three years before I got hired by WWE. My intent was get hired by WWE. Like I, I worked championship wrestling from Hollywood for David Marquez. Cause I, I knew I was going to get cool video footage and get a chance to be creative, creatively different in, in, in some characters. And I had no say of the character I played. Like he asked me to do my voodoo character and all this and that, but like, I got to have fun doing it. And I was like, this is going to help me because I knew I had opened a door to communication with WWE and had started this relationship so that once again, as I said with even Brianna, like people send an email every month and it's, hey, just checking in, looking to see if there's any opportunities and that's it. And you're like, cool, thanks guy. I, I, I don't know if I got anything. If something comes up, we'll let you know. But like what Brianna did, what I would say that I used to do, it wasn't just the email checking in for a gig. It was, hey, just wanted you to know that I'm working on this. Here's a link. And there was something tangible they can look at. So yeah. for me at that point, it was a viral video that was doing 400,000 views with Boss Rutten involved. And like, and then a month later, I was promoting a wrestling show on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. And here's the flyer and commercial. And then a month after that is I'm doing a concert with KRS One. And like, and 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 it was the check-in, but not just the, I'm um, being annoying, but checking in with once again, drive and purpose. And, and I think that's what starts to break the door down and people need to realize that short and sweet is good. And I'm going to say that I learned that there too. Less is more when trying to get the gig, like don't send too much, send less. If they want more, they'll ask for more, but don't give them a reason to not like you give them every reason to like you and inquire to see if you're good enough. Cause most of the time they'll bring you in person to see that rather than take the time to go watch clips. So, uh, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> that happens to me usually once. In, well, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you're saying you, you're saying you, you haven't looked for gigs. That's it. We're on gigs. So, yeah, so, so staying in pro wrestling. So looking for gigs. <laughs> how do you how do you do it how do you do it like it, it's funny because I, i'll be honest like I, I i read through all these other releases and and, and i look at sheets and and, and, and the sites and all of those things and 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 oh so so and so has been in touch and they're working out a deal and so and so has been in touch like i'd, I'd like to be in touch with some people <laughs> I'd like to be in touch. No, I, I've taken it easy. So, so as, as someone who's been a go-getter my entire life, I haven't made really an effort since, since going, I I've enjoyed a little bit of a vacation and time away. I, I, I said, I kind of stopped watching. So like I'll watch pay-per-views right now. I'll watch the specials, but like when it comes to weekly television, it's not really what I'm watching. Cause I, I do have social media. So like when the cool highlights come out, I'm seeing it that way, but like, I'm not spending my two and three hours three times a week yeah. to go watch it. I, I, I will say I, I, I watch a little bit more of AEW for sure. I'd like to watch some impact, but it's not available to me. I don't, I don't get access. Uh, so, so I currently can't watch that. So I'm not also an on demand kind of guy. Like, so this is, I don't love the sh so streaming services and stuff. I'm a channel clicker. Like it's just, I, I, I grow up I grew up in that generation and I grew up wanting to be in the business of TV. Like TV was my thing. I like TV. I went into broadcast journalism for TV. I like TV. So I like clicking the channel and just going up and looking at the guide and scrolling, 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 and then pick what's on TV. 
I find that the streaming services make it too hard because then I'm just scrolling endlessly with like no limited need of what I'm choosing from. Like I'm choosing from anything. So then I find, well, I just took 45 minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to binge watch when I could have gotten a whole nother episode in if like it was just something there that was right in front of me. So it makes it tough. So now in saying that, I'd love to watch Impact. The clips I saw on like uh, before, uh, the, their free shows on, on the pay-per-views lately, I've been impressed. I think they got a good product going on. Like it, it, they seem to be putting together something good the craziness with ring of honor i mean it's funny you would have said like where would i go but aw becomes really difficult because they're, they're saturated so like what does a guy like me do at aw and, and and i know there's answers of what i could do but it's like the truth is it doesn't necessarily fit into the piece of the pie of their style of their television like I have versatile skills and I can do a little bit of everything. So like, yes, you can find a awesome spot for me there. And I think I'd fit in real well and all of that. But like when it comes to like who I am and like what people know of me and, and, and what I bring to something like, I don't know that they're looking for someone like me, like, cause, cause my skill is that combination of production and writing and motivation and coaching and, 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 and personality and this and that where they're so they're a little bit more free and they're people just they're, there's a little less guidance and structure, so to speak, or at least so I hear that, that my world doesn't work. Like writing promos for people isn't in their world. And it's like, and I've always been someone who, when I write promos for someone, it's not that, Hey, I'm writing you a promo and you got to speak these words, word for word. And I'm going to sit there and read the script while you're watching it. No, like once I write it and I hand it to you, I'll never look at the paper again. And I don't know, like, I'll know in my mind if it sounded like what I was trying to get apart, but like, I don't know what the exact words are. And, and, and that's how someone should always look at the script in wrestling when they get that, like of, you still got to make the words your own. Like even if a writer gives it to you now, hopefully as a good writer, you hit the person's voice. Like, uh, and I, and I find that that is one of my skill sets is I, I think I'm able to write in people's voices pretty well when it comes to promos, but in their world, that's not how they work. They don't have people writing promos for them. So like, well, if someone wanted to give me a little ghostwriting job on the side, like if talent were like, yeah, write promo, like it's not going to happen. But like, like, they're not going to hire a writer producer creative mind because their creative mind is generally booked by one person. And then the, and the angle create the story. And, and, and I don't have a problem with that. I think that's, that, that's a fine way to do certain things. But now as we once again, go to ring of honor, like being coming into the mix, there's a piece of me that would be like, Ooh, if ring of honor is going to become this, this, this talent development program for AEW, I think this is where I shine. Like I'm good at developing talent and developing personalities and characters and helping people find who they are and exceeding their potential by helping. It, it, it. I'll this give you the where, magic. This scene. is where I was hoping we were going. Tony so Khan, for the love of God, he's online. He's so, so, right but, there. but, 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 but here's the, but here's the thing. When I look at it from my perspective as the outsider, like for Ring of Honor as a product, and, and I don't know what any of these people are doing in their world of professional wrestling or in their roles and their contracts. And I'm assuming they're pretty happy just being talent and having the gigs that they have. But like when you now have a CM Punk and a Daniel Bryan and a Christopher Daniels and, and 
and all of these Ring of Honor originals, to me, then it's hard for me, who has ne- has no connection, no history to their product. And if we were to be sticklers to history, probably can go back. And I'm sure in that era of 2002 and 2003, you could find me probably bad mouthing them and bashing them on behalf of XPW. Like, I'm sure that exists in the universe. I don't know specifically, but I would imagine it probably did based on our style. But like, I... I don't know that I fit the role compared to other people that are available. Now said other people may not be interested in that role. Cause here's the thing. I have no interest in really booking a television show. Like that's not my thing per Like I have interest in creating stories for television shows. Like that, that's, that's yeah. my thing. But like, yeah, if but- you want to book the talent and tell me who the matches are, I'll help you create some cool stories, but yeah, I don't have to be the guy who picks A versus B, B versus C, yeah, B, you know, B yeah. versus A. I, come on, because here's my style. Give me the bad news bears. Give me the castaways. Give me the people who you're struggling with and can't find a story with. And give me the secondary show or the tertiary show. Give, yeah. give me the one that, that, that is kind of there. And not because it has less pressure to do it, but because it has more stakes. Because now I can make it more meaningful. And to take something that was, quote, meaningless and turn it into something meaningful, that becomes something exciting. And now Ring of Honor wasn't meaningless. And I don't mean it that way. But, but when looked at from any company, second third fourth level show I, I think that bottom level growth up is the exciting part to me and and as someone who's a coach and 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 obviously has an interest and love for still getting to quote perf- you know to, to to perform in in, in a way uh it's easier to get joy out of the young people's, you know, the, the, the growth of youth success, you know, of the rookie success mm-hmm. than it is for established stars and creating their storylines. Cause sometimes when all of a sudden watching cool angles and this and that there's, there's the point of, well, I feel like I could do it better. And, and that, and, and that crossed my mind a lot of times in my, in my tenure at XP or, or, or at NXT that like, Oh, I could have pulled that off better. I could have done that better. I could have cut that promo. I, I, I just, oh, that delivery, all of these things that it doesn't hurt. It, it, you get more enjoyment, like to see that growth and happen success where all of a sudden a, a superstar all of a sudden knocks it out of the park on a promo. It's like, what's really the joy at that point? It's like, oh, great. You just got a huge $50,000 bonus. I'm going to still go struggle and freaking be up till three in the morning <laughs> writing that promo. And, and, and I don't say that bitter. Like, oh, you can see my smile and I say it in jest, but like. Eh. I'm just saying, I I personally, I, you're, too, you're too good at what you do. You're too talented to be on the side. Do we, do we got a Krylon or lower third? Do we got to put an email and a phone number across the bottom of the screen right there? Like, Well, listen, we're going to wrap up. So, I mean, you know, Tony Khan, he's about to give his social media handles uh maybe somebody puts this in front of his eyes and he starts thinking yeah yeah maybe i could maybe i could use that kind of help for ring of honor i mean we'll see what happens you can check me out at ryanissmiley.com it's not just a website it's a way of life look ryan is smiley i'm always smiling uh yeah you could also i mean 
you brought it up. I mean, this is going to be kind of the official public launch or first time I've really spoken publicly. I've been in test uh, test beta mode with the book. So how to be a pro wrestler.com. Uh, it, it's available. You can also go to Amazon, uh, search either Ryan Katz or search how to be a pro wrestler. It's available for Kindle through Amazon. Otherwise, I'd go to my website if you want to go buy it like and just have the PDF version for your phone kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's cheap. It's easy. It's five bucks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to give away the secrets of the world. It's an easy read. Uh, I, I, I think you like it and find it to be a good resource. If you already search and know everything about pro wrestling, it's probably not the book for you. Like it, it a lot of the information is available, but like if, if you don't know where to start, how to start and you want to start, it's a good resource and you're going to find it. It's going to be helpful. And the best thing that I can equate it to was when I was breaking into the business, Percy Pringle, Paul Bearer had a little pamphlet. It was called the inside secrets of how you could be a pro wrestler. And this is essentially kind of a newer updated version of that for, for, for today's era and time. Uh, it, it's going to help you get your foot in the door. It's going to open up the door to some resources. And obviously I would say anyone who kind of buys that book kind of has the ability to kind of probably send me an email and build a relationship as well. And, I still have friends, contacts and all of those kinds of things that could help people out in this business, even if I myself don't have a job at the exact same <laughs> moment. But speaking of not having a job, Mr. Yes. Khan or, or the Impact Crew or New Japan or anyone else who's looking for hosting, who's looking for interviewing, who's looking for any sort of entertainment podcast or other needs, you can reach out to my social media at I am smiley or Ryan is smiley. That's the tricky part is because Twitter's one way and Instagram's the other way. But what are you going to do? Ryan is smiley.com's the place to find me. And we could have some fun together this is a thing that should be done do the right thing tk <laughs> <laughs> Man. Katz, for the love of god thank you for coming on the hands up it has been uh 13 years since you've done the podcast you did the last time you did the podcast was august of 2009 was so i solo or was it me and joey i don't oh 2009 so solo yeah yeah no you just said 2009 i was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully it's not another 13. I won't be here in another 13. Oh, yes, you will, sir. You've been uh, working on your health as well. Yeah, oh, so, so, I, so, I got to start again. Yeah. So I've, I, I've tried to push you in some of those plant-based foods and stuff before. Like we've shared a couple of plant-based meals. Or we, yeah. I'm trying to think if you ate plant-based in Toronto or not. I don't remember. I did. If you I did. For, for, uh, for, well, there were, like, I mean, not constantly, but there was a. a no, place. but like when we went out that one time, like. Yeah, during you introduced the, me to a, and it's not there anymore. And I got so goddamn sad when it, it left it, it lasted longer i had told you that it closed down it would it it actually hadn't and it lasted a while longer but then it it, it has closed down i think it closed down during the pandemic uh but there was a great uh vegan place uh at the eaton center and yeah. um and i would go there i would go there probably every wednesday and uh skip a meal or Tuesdays and, and, and skip, skip animal byproducts for, uh, for one meal. And I thought the place was great. If there, I wish there were something like it in my neighborhood. Now I'd be frequenting it much more. Well, often. But and every- then all the, and then all the new plant-based places that open up are generally plant-based junk food and not actually yeah. plant-based healthy. So, yeah. but I'm sorry. Every once in a while, I just, I got to take a baseball bat to one of God's creatures and grill its, grill its flesh. I just, I can't, 
I, while you're I, grilling I, flesh last <laughs> night i was grilling peaches and tempeh <laughs> i'm still an omnivore i'm sorry <laughs> no my, my wife my wife still eats meat so it's like oh, it's no. not like the household like we, we still have we still have meat products in the house so oh, okay all right we're, we're a half vegan household <laughs> all right uh so ryan katz for the love of god yes please thank you for coming on the show uh we've told people how to find you we've told them that you're gonna help them become a pro wrestler uh what can i what can we leave on Let's we could leave on look out for my music. That's something I'm oh, trying yes. to push the transition from wrestling to music, which is funny because it's that whole comes full circle around because before I got into wrestling, I was into music. And when yeah. I was graduating college, I had spent a few years working on my master demo and, 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 and all of these things. And then I destroyed, or I, I, I crashed a hard drive at my radio station oh. and, and I lost all of my mastered songs and we thought we had them backed up on zip drives yeah. at the time, zip discs at the time. And what happened with the pro tool session is the pro tool session was backed up on on the zip drive, but none of the music and audio files, those routed to the hard drive computer differently. And this was just a day of, you know, young kids doing stuff and we didn't realize. And I lost a couple of years of work. And that's when I said, I'm done with trying to do this. I'm going to start my wrestling career. So now that my wrestling career seemingly has come to a temporary, at least at this point, halt, I think we go back to my roots and cats is spitting fire and just trying to get on the mic and do my thing and kind of just speak my mind through the through the magic of music I, th- I think music is a way to connect with people and my style is kind of uh fun soft flowy and energetically happy with a little bit of melancholy and, and some inspiration and motivation on your website so you'll find it on my website. There's definitely some videos right there right now that are that, that have the last and recent releases. Uh, and, and the goal right now is like when I when I got when I got dropped, when I got fired, released, let go, however you want to talk about it. Uh, I, I put together like four or five songs in a few weeks and, 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 and pop them up there right now. I've continuously been working, although we're not seeing the output online because I'm going to try to do it in a real way and drop the official album this oh, summer, cool. put it out through Apple Music, Spotify and all that. And then the tricky part that comes about that, because the music i'm not gonna say it's easy because making it's not easy but it's sure fun but uh the hard part is making the music videos to go along with it because everyone once again puts over the creativity of i can go make videos and all these things for someone else but putting myself in the spotlight and trying to do it myself is a different story so it's now trying to find the teams and put some people together and then realistically unfortunately now at this point in my life i also don't like to ask for favors the same way because it's like i've had some success in my life so i i think at that point you got to pay it forward also so like i got to pay people for their work so now it just gets expensive when you want to go shoot like eight music videos and stuff like that so i'm just trying to figure out the strategy and get the music out there and let people's see what it's all about or hear what it's all about and then maybe we could talk about tours and and try to combine a little bit of rap and wrestling and and, and put together some concepts but but we'll, we'll we'll see what this next year and a half has in store and 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 where the old fate and destiny takes me nice excellent all right one more time ryan katz thank you for coming on the handsome genius club radio show Love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Kingdom. All right, kids, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. I should remind you that new social media is here and more is coming. You can find us, and I really hope that you will uh, give us a follow on Twitter at HGC Radio Show 
on Instagram at HGC Radio Show. On YouTube, we really need your follows because uh, we'll be able to, once we reach, a, I think it's 100 followers, we'll be able to get our own distinct URL. But right now, uh, custom URL, right now you can do a search for Handsome Genius Club Radio Show and you will find the channel. Um, videos for hopefully all of our upcoming episodes well, I'm, I'm trying to film and you'll notice that the sound quality is still a little off in this episode i'm uh i'm working on it i'm I, i've got to get used to using zoom for interviews uh <laughs> oh oh and before we oh and, and 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 of course uh there's a new handsome genius club.com that is in the works i've been um replacing the uh the website's demo content with our own content so the website is there it's just not fully operational yet but you know hey like the death star in uh, in rogue one man one of those cannons is all we need to fuck shit up for people huh how's that for a pat on the back a nice nerdy pat on the back so handsomegeniusclub.com, go check it out. Um, by the time, by the time you hear this, there'll be even more of our updated, uh, content on there. Um, oh, big thanks once again to last week's guest, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who, uh, is now the most listened to episode in, uh, the last 16 months. Since I did the, uh, since I did the show, no, more than 16 months in the last, oh my, uh, 27 months. Because remember, I did the show daily for 2020, then three times a week for 2021. Now we're at once a week, Tuesdays, but, uh, yeah. He is the, the, the most listened to episode of the podcast since I revived everything on January 1st, 2020. So, uh, big thanks to, uh, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, uh, tripping over myself. A good dude. And I'm looking very forward to the Avatar The Last Airbender Netflix show. Um, next week, not sure. I've got somebody lined up. We have to uh, agree on a recording day and time. Um, and I've been sending out emails for uh, interview requests with some people that if any of these happen, I'm going to be over the moon. <laughs> so that's another reason I need you to follow the social media. Build up, help me build up the numbers on social media. So that, uh, publicists and agents think we're something formidable. <laughs> All right. Um, that's enough for now. Um, yeah, kids, please. Until we meet again next week, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.